0: Hello, hello, healthy friends. Welcome back to another episode of The Healthy Life with me, Coach Ashley, and the wonderful Coach Monica. Hey, y'all. So Monica, I don't know about you, but last week was probably like the longest week I've ever had. Monday, I think maybe was the most Mondayest Monday ever. <laughs> and then Tuesday also felt
1: like Monday. <laughs> yes. And by Wednesday, I'm like, where's Friday? It was such a long week for me. It was so long, and not only did last week feel long, but I saw a lot of people saying that January, like the month of January felt like eight years, and I agree with that completely. I felt like the month was long, but last week was so long. I just had so many things to do in my full-time job, and I have really bad chronic migraines, and they were there all last week, and I just felt like I could not get anything done. So when Friday came, I was like, yes, the weekend, let me lay yeah. on my couch and read. And that's what I did all weekend. I laid <laughs> on my couch and read books. For sure. I got a lot of reading done too. You know, you got to do what you got to do. We
0: talk about that so much is you got to, you have to find something that is going to help you relax. And by far reading, I, Yeah, I went through at least half a book over the weekend. So I'm pretty proud of that.
1: <laughs> yes. Normally I read a full book, but this book I'm reading is a little bit slow. I don't even know the title of it, which tells you a lot. So yeah, I, <laughs> I, I yeah, I didn't finish it this weekend, but I, I'm not a did not finish type of person. So I'm almost done with it and then I'm gonna let it go. <laughs> Same. I cannot like do not finish anything. I have to, even if it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: for today's topic, I want to talk about something. I'm trying to Of course, we talk about weight loss and wellness, you know, and we have talked so much about the steps to get you through that, but I'm trying to find other more broad topics that can also, you can still implement into your weight loss and wellness journey. And one of the things I was thinking of is back when I was starting, and I know we've kind of mentioned this before, are people that you look toward in your journey. You know, we, a lot of the time, I feel like when we decide to start a journey like this, we are already looking towards other people as examples. You know, whether you're scrolling through social media or it's somebody in your personal life or just somebody you know from somebody else that you know, we tend to look at them as an example. And, you know, when we think of this journey, it's not just this personal endeavor, you know, you can use this as an opportunity to become a leader yourself. Like I said, you look towards other people as maybe a leader or an example, and you can also use this opportunity to lead by an example. You can use it to inspire others to lead a healthier lifestyle. I know personally, um, and I'm not like gloating or bragging or anything, but it just seems to happen that... When I started trying to lose weight and I was leading this healthier lifestyle, I had so many people, not just on Instagram, you know, out in the public who I had never known or talked to before. I had people in my personal life coming to me and asking me questions like, well, how do you do this? And how do you do that? And I realized that everything that you do and you put out there for other people to see, you are leading by example. And I think it's so important to take a look at that and say, okay, people are watching me. I have this opportunity to inspire, to teach others. And- I think it's so important to make sure that you are doing it in a way that is responsible and respectful because again, they are watching and to be able to convey that message and spread that towards other people, that's a huge
1: opportunity to learn and inspire and teach. Mm -hmm. And I feel like two topics that are or used to be more taboo uh, to discuss out loud were weight loss and mental health especially in the African-American community. You never talked about your mental health and you never talked about your weight loss. Mm -hmm. And I agree 100% that when you start to share your journey and you start to share what you've learned along the way, you shared your victories, you shared your failures, you shared everything in between, you never know who you're inspiring. And we talked about the ripple effect like weeks ago, months ago, I don't even remember. (laughs) But I know for me, when I started my journey for real this time, and y'all probably hear me say that all the time, they are like, what the heck does that even mean? When I mean for real this time, I mean that I made the decision and I never looked back. Right. And I had always been someone that I could only be on my weight loss journey if my family was doing it with me. Or if I had someone like a friend that I knew that was doing it with me, I could never do it myself because I just didn't think I could stand on my own. But when I decided to lose the weight for real this time, I remember that I was sitting in my apartment in Colorado. The rest of my family lived in Texas. And it was right after my aunt had passed away from cancer. And we were all just doing our like Sunday family call. And I remember that I held up a picture of me at my highest weight. And I told my family, I never want to be this girl again. She's sad. She's depressed. She could not fight any diseases or illnesses that come her way. And I told them in that moment, that I was going to lose the weight this time, but I was going to do it for me. And that I wasn't going to bring them along with me, that I didn't need them to be on a journey with me, that I was doing this myself. And that if through them seeing my journey, that meant that they were inspired to lose the weight and make mm-hmm. the decision for themselves, then I was fine with that. But I couldn't do, that, do it with them because so many other times if someone else fell off, then it was really easy for me to fall off as well. And so I remember that I started my journey in that point And I did it by myself and I lost 40 pounds and my family started to see that. And um, my mom started back on her health journey and my dad started back on his health journey because my dad had cancer and they're like, you need to lose weight. My sister was like, "Eh, I still like the food. I don't want to do it. My uncle started doing it and we all just started losing weight and everyone was doing it for their own reasons. And eventually, you know, life hits and we started to fall off track, as people say, and We started to gain the weight back, but I knew that I wanted to find a way to get back on course for myself. And that's what I just continued to do moving forward. And that's when I turned to people on social media, which y'all know I talked about, find people that truly inspire you on social media and that they're not just trying to push something. And so I started finding people that were sharing their stories. They were being truly authentic about the good days and the Mm -hmm. bad days. And I remember that I reached out to someone on social media and um, I told her, I really want to start a weight loss Instagram, but I'm so scared. Like nobody's going to want to hear what I have to say at all because I keep failing over and over again. And she said, just do it. Just start it and you will be amazed at how much you inspire others, but how you start to inspire yourself. And I talked to myself out of starting that Instagram. And then my personal Instagram got hacked. And so I oh. said, you know what? This is a sign. And yes. I started my Instagram. I did not show my face. I didn't add people that knew me in real life. I just built it organically and I'm not saying I have like a million followers. I don't. <laughs> right. <laughs> built it organically with people who were on a similar journey as me. And yes. o- over time I started to share my food and then I started to share my weight and then I started to share my transformation photos. And then I saw people that had weight loss surgery and I had decided that maybe that was the tool for me, but again, I was afraid. And I mm-hmm. saw people being so loud and proud about how this tool saved their lives. And so when I had my surgery after six months, it took me six months to get my courage up. (laughs) I finally started sharing that I had weight loss surgery and the community that just started to build around me after that was nothing short of amazing. And then it led me to where I am right now, co-hosting this podcast with you because I decided to put one foot in front of the other and start to share my journey. And so I know that it's a topic that's taboo, to talk about inspiring others and thinking, how can I inspire someone else? But all you have to do is start by inspiring yourself and then eventually other people will follow.
0: They absolutely will. And I love that story. I want to back up a little bit to the beginning where you said you started it for real. And and that is so true. That's when you know, you decided that you were going to do this regardless of what your family did, regardless of what anybody else said, you were ready to do it for you. And I think that is that is when it clicks. That is when you know that you are ready to really do this for real for yourself, no matter what others around you are doing. And I love that so much. And then for you to reach out on social media to this person, That takes courage. And that shows that this person truly inspired you. They were leading by example enough to get you questioning, to ask them how they started it. And I love that people are able to do that. That is one of Mm -hmm. the best things to me personally about social media, is that this can help us find these examples, find these inspirations and get us going into this healthy lifestyle. I I too have had many 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 messages on Instagram from people like how do you do it? That's that's the biggest question I get. How do you do it? What do you do? And you know, I'm the first to always say there's nothing magic about it. It is not this easy pill, you know. And that gets them going, oh, okay, well, you know, what do you do? And that's what I love about being a leader or being an example or an inspiration, whatever you want to call it. You know, there's so Mm -hmm. many different, I don't want to say influencer. I don't really, I don't consider myself (laughs) an influencer, but I do consider myself to be a leader by example in this Mm. situation. And maybe some of you are wondering how you can be a leader by example. How can you be a catalyst for change and others' wellness journeys? And as I've already stated this quote or this sentence many times already, the first thing you can do is to just start leading by example. You know, you're going to want to show off your commitment to this journey. You can lead by example by being consistent. Consistency is one of those biggest things. I think you mentioned earlier, falling off the wagon, you know, falling off track. That is something that happens to all of us in this wellness journey, whether you go too hard too fast and you just kind of get burnt out and you fall off, or maybe you think you made a quote unquote, bad decision. so you just kind of forget the rest of the day and keep doing what you want to do. However, it is that you quote unquote, fall off the track, fall off track. Um, showing that you are able to be consistent is a huge example to set. And consistent does not mean staying on track every day. Consistent does not mean staying within your calories and your bites every single day, seven days a week, 52 weeks out of the year. That's not what consistency is. Consistency to me means consistently staying mostly on track, but also going to birthday parties and having a cupcake or going out for pizza on a weekend. And still able to stick to your healthy ish or better eating habits. That to me is consistency, consistently going back to it. You know, I think that is the first example you can set and show others that no, consistency is not me going too hard and burning myself out. Consistency is me eating, maybe eating on track 80% of the time and consistently working out 85% of the time. You know, I think that's a
1: huge example to set. Mm -hmm. And I know that for me, when I'm consistent, then I see the results that I need. Right. It's not I'm saying oh, I need to eat you know, whole foods 100% of the time. It's just being mm-hmm. consistent and showing up for myself. And that's when I see the results. And I think that one thing that I've really been focusing on, both within myself and within my member meetings, is that you build the track. So mm-hmm. unless you are building a small hole and where you can drive yourself off of the track, there is no on or off track because you are building mm-hmm. your own track. You are building your own lane. And so the only thing that you're doing is taking a detour. You're right. stopping on a little pit stop on the side of the road. You're refueling. You're grabbing some new tools. But you build the track. And I think that's one of the things and one of the reasons why people feel that they cannot inspire others because they have this failure or track or all good or no good mentality. But if you can just say that any progress that I'm making towards my goals is good progress, right, then that is showing someone that you can be consistent, that you can have a mindset that is not all or nothing. And that is someone that I am inspired to follow. Someone that doesn't have such rigid rules of you ate a cupcake and now you're doomed for the rest of the week because one meal is not going to discredit one month of hard work. Now, what it's going to do is it's going to start to untrain your brain on those healthy habits that you have been consistently building, but it's not going to undo all the harm. Of course, if you were someone who is a binge eater or you suffer for any of those things now, that's a different type of trigger. And that one mm-hmm. cup cake could potentially take you in that direction. But for most people, one meal is not going to derail your progress. And so being consistent is showing up. And that's why we consistently show up for y'all every week on this podcast, Sick, not sick, because we know that there are people who like to listen to this in their car on their Thursdays on the way to work, that they're listening to this on the way to the gym. And that's what consistency is, is continuing to nurture that habit to get you to where you need to go.
0: Absolutely. And and I am glad that you said that. I don't necessarily love the the phrases on track or off track mm-hmm. as well. For the sake of examples, I do use it. But no, I, I, I agree that I don't think that just because you went to a wedding and had this extravagant meal that mm-hmm. you went off track, that was, you could say, planned. So if you are planning to go to this wedding or this event or this cookout, that's not getting off track. That is, like you said, kind of a detour. This is, maybe you could consider it a roadblock, something that you are nervous about that could potentially get in your way. But it's it's you're right, it's not getting off track. And you can still be, you can still consider yourself being consistent even with those roadblocks or these detours in the way. Um, consistency is, I, I think it could mean something different to everybody, but I know for me and obviously for you too, like we said, it doesn't mean going all out 100% of the time. Consistency is just Mm -hmm. sticking with it whenever you can. The next thing I think you can do in order to lead by example, to be a leader, to be an inspiration is to share that journey. And I know that sounds scary. I also did not start like this Instagram that I have now in the very beginning. I think I might've been, gosh, maybe six months in, I can't really remember now. It's been, what, four years <laughs> mm-hmm. since I started all of this. But it's okay to be afraid to share it. And it's not something that you have to do in the very beginning. And it's not something that you have to do at all. But if you are wanting to be this leader by example, I think sharing your journey is so important. And it doesn't have to be out in the open to the huge wide internet world, you know? it can You can start with your friends and your family, the ones closest to you just by opening up and sharing your experiences and being able to be 100% open and honest, sharing the challenges that you have had, sharing those roadblocks and those detours. I I know I have posted many things that were not just rainbows and unicorns. I have posted... I use the wedding example because that's something that I had to go through. I went to a wedding, I think, seven or eight months into my journey, and I was so scared. I'm like, okay, wedding food by far is never going to be something that I think is healthy, quote unquote healthy, or that will fit into my day. Um, but I shared that. I, I shared a picture of the plate of food that I had from the wedding and that I had to talk with myself beforehand and that I am not going to let this derail me. You know, this is just something that is part of life. I think sharing all of that, being so transparent, it's going to resonate with others, you know, because they could be facing similar challenges, similar struggles, and to show that you too are a real person going through these challenges and struggles will inspire them. They're like, "Oh, okay, I'm not the only one." You know, I feel that because I understand that. I think a shared journey is going to foster a sense of community and encouragement and inspiration to other people.
1: Yeah, and within the healthy member meetings and support groups, that's where I see a lot of this inspiration happening of what you just shared of of it not always being sunshine and rainbows. I see a lot of discussions around the scale is really getting to me this week. What do I do? Or I really want to try some new foods. I'm in a rut. What did you do? But also I don't like this, 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 and this. And I (laughs) just see so much encouragement of, you know, this week I put the scale away and I'm not stepping on it. I'm focusing on non-scale victories. Or you can do this, just take it one day at a time, sharing recipes, sharing I went to an event this weekend and I didn't eat the way that I thought I was going to eat. But guess what? I don't feel guilty about it. And I love that you said you don't have to share so publicly. You can create a private uh, Instagram or Facebook group with just your family and friends if you want to. Um, You don't have to create a group at all. Just have a text message group with a few friends that you're just sharing your progress photos and what you've learned today or just share with yourself. Again, journaling, writing it out and so that you can go back and look at that inspiration is so important. Um, I never thought that I would find inspiration in a group of teachers on TikTok that are on their weight loss and wellness journey. They're on a a different program, so we're not gonna knock them for that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, They call themselves the lunch bunch. And every day they post a TikTok about what all of them are having for lunch. And they talk about the amount of like calories or points or bites or whatever program that they're on. And they just share and they encourage. And you know, what's great is that some days they're having those delicious Taylor Farm salads, the mini ones. And Mm -hmm. some days they're having pizza or they're having food from the school cafeteria because they didn't have time to pack their lunch. But no matter what it is that they're having, they sit there and encourage each other. Oh my goodness, that lunch looks so good. Oh, that's great choices. What are you having to drink with it? You're having your water? Great. What are you putting in your water? And of course, they're using skinny syrups, which is probably why I started following them. (laughs) It's just so great to see this group of teachers that are just on there just having lunch. Mm -hmm. And now they're inspiring other people with just these quick little meals that they're making. And they're inspiring other teachers to join their lunch bunch and to join like their weight loss and wellness community. So It doesn't have to be something big. It can be something super small, super simple, sharing a meal. Absolutely. Because
0: again, you never know who you could be inspiring. You never know who you could be showing. Maybe this group of teachers, say it's four or five people, maybe other teachers in that school are seeing this happen. They're like, I want in on that. That looks amazingly Mm -hmm. fun. And that brings me to my next point of encouragement and support. They are showing such strong encouragement and support to one another. And I think that is huge, whether it's your small little text group, just your people in your house, Or whether you're putting it out there on Instagram or Facebook. You know, I think actively encouraging and engaging with your support system or with. Um, whoever it is you know maybe it's not your support system yet but maybe it's just the community I think offering that encouragement and support is going to show them you know what it means to you it's going to show them that they can do it too being able to acknowledge other people's efforts too you know if you're if, say, if you put a post out there on instagram and um people are commenting on it why well, I did this and I did that and just just the littlest things back you know the littlest comments back the, the smallest messages back I think just acknowledging the efforts of others it's going to help them want to continue to pursue this journey. And I also think because of your story that you just shared with the teachers, also fostering a collaborative ap- approach, mm-hmm. you know, wanting to do this with other people, initiating these groups and these activities and these support, whatever. I think that it's going to show that this shared experience is going to build. It's going to help build this. What's the word? Camaraderie, I guess. Yes. Of, and it's going to amplify all that motivation. You know, I think it's going to show that you are so excited to share this with others and be this inspiration and be this leader that they are also going to want to continue.
1: One thing that's really important, and I, and I kind of got this from what you were saying, is that when you are um, showing up for people and you are encouraging them, that you're encouraging their efforts, that you're saying, I'm mm-hmm. proud of your efforts. I'm proud of you showing up for yourself every day consistently. When we're encouraging people, the first words out of our mouth shouldn't be, I'm proud of you, you look great. Or wow, you lost a lot of weight this week. Or wow, the scale right. is really moving. Those are not the words of encouragement that we should be saying. We right. should be encouraging effort, consistency, creating accountability, accountability, Not everyone is in a place in their journey where they are ready for you to comment on their physical appearance. And so how do we encourage our community without it being just about the physical? Because again, we talked about this is an entire weight loss and wellness journey. And so I've even had to, now that I am to a point where I've become a coach and I've started inspiring, where I have to read the room. And there are some people in the room that they love that you're encouraging them, but if you talk about their appearance, then it makes Mm -hmm. them feel uncomfortable. And so I have had to learn as a coach, how do I use my words to uplift someone without pinpointing the physical changes? So I focus on those mental changes. I focus on the effort. I focus on those types of things because not everyone is ready for you to say, Oh, wow, you've gone down two pant sizes. You look great. That's Mm -hmm. not the type of encouragement that everyone needs. So just learn as you're encouraging and inspiring that not everything needs to be said. Right. And you sometimes (laughs) need to just read the room and figure out who you're talking to and encourage them in a way that is on their level for the point in their journey that they're currently in.
0: Exactly. And I'm sitting here trying to think of some awesome... Encouragement or compliments that you can give others to support them that are not physical. Things like, you have put so much effort into this. That is amazing. Or mm-hmm. look how consistent you have been in this journey. Or, you know, just simple things. Oh my gosh, you meal prepped. That is so cool. I'm not a meal prepper. So props to you for doing that. You know, <laughs> exactly. there are, because so, that, that's a true one for me. <laughs> same. Um, same. Yeah. <laughs> But, um, you are so very right, and to not just give it all into the physical um as far as support and encouragement. I mean, uh, lots of people want that, sure, especially if they're posting a lot of before and durings or before and mm-hmm. afters, lots of physical pictures of their bodies. you know, like you said, if you read the room, okay, you look great or congratulations. sometimes just a simple congratulations can <laughs> can say so much more than, too many details, <laughs> if you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Um, but yeah, read the room. It doesn't have to be all physical. I'm so, so, so glad you said that. Any kind of encouragement, any kind of um, support, I think is going to show that you are being a true leader in that people look to you. For that encouragement and support. Another one I wanted to bring up was being a source of information. And there's that word again. I love that we almost talk about this in every single episode Mm -hmm. knowledge, you know, learning. Being that source of information to people could sometimes, and I don't want you guys to feel like you're taking on the weight of the world here, but sometimes it could make or break someone's journey if they are fed Mm -hmm. the wrong information or the wrong information for them and their lifestyle and their bodies. I think we have to stay informed. I think we have to know the latest wellness trends, especially nutrition, uh, fitness practices. Um, just because I say that I'm doing these intense hit uh, workouts and that everybody should do it does not mean that it's right for everybody. Because it's in fact not true for me. I have very weak joints. I can't do super high intensity things. I know from my body that I need to do more low intensity things. But if I was new and just beginning this and watching other people say, HIT is the only thing that you can do, these high intensity interval training workouts, it's the only thing you can do to tone your body and lose weight. I would probably believe it because I wasn't well-informed and I was looking to these leaders and these example setters and it was the wrong kind of information for me. And so I think it is so important to stay well-informed and be careful in the knowledge and the information that you share. I think that sharing valuable information is going to help make them make informed decisions about their health. Just being a, a productive and a knowledgeable resource of information. It's going to show guidance and demis- And it's also going to sh- like demonstrate your commitment to well-being and they are going mm-hmm. to follow that.
1: Yeah. And, and there's probably some people listening right now that they're like, all I want to do is just do my own journey. I don't want right. to inspire other people. But whether it is your intention or not, if you put yourself out there, if you start to mm-hmm. share what you're doing, then by default, you are going to be inspiring others. And so You have a duty that if you are going to be sharing your journey and and in doing so, you're going to be talking about these are the foods that I eat. This is the way that I work out. Then you need to do one or two things. You need to put out a disclaimer that says, I am just doing and trying and working towards whatever works for my body. I am in no way a nutritionist, a personal trainer, anything like that. But when someone says, oh yeah, this is my workout routine and I've lost five to 10 pounds, then and you're posting a reel or a story of your workout routine, then you are by default putting information out there that people are gonna say, oh, they are using this workout and it has helped them lose five to 10 pounds. I need to be doing that workout. And one of the biggest things that I'm seeing right now that drives me up a wall are people like saying, eat this way and this is the only way that you can eat you have to switch out all the pastas and the and the rice for the this, this, and this. But that is not true. That's not true to everyone's body. And so you should be researching what's best for your body. But if you are going to be sharing information, then you should be knowledgeable so that if people come and ask you that you're not just spewing misinformation that you saw from an, a different influencer on social media. And that's mm-hmm. what has been driving me insane is that I see people posting these workouts and I'm like, but that workout does not even target what you're saying it targets. Like, that's not right. what those movements do for you. Or you eating that meal is actually not doing what you want it to do because it's not balanced. And so for me, When I stepped into this role of being someone who started by sharing my journey and just trying to be authentically myself, and then I had people asking me questions about what I was doing, and then I became a coach, I decided for myself that if I was going to be someone that was going to be sharing information, I need to know what the heck I'm talking about. And so I went and got certified because I wanted to make sure that I was sharing something good to my community. I'm not saying that everybody needs to pay money to get certified. You can go read articles and do all these things. But if you are going to be sharing your journey and being authentically yourself, then you also need to have some of the knowledge to back it up. And don't just tell people if you eat brown rice instead of white rice, then you're going to lose the weight. And and that's always going to be better for you because it's not. Don't just tell people that they need to always eat cauliflower crust or um, the mini noodles because that's not the truth. And now you're spreading diet culture, which is not what we're doing. We're building healthy lifestyles. And in order to do that, you need to have knowledge.
0: You absolutely do. You have to be so careful when you're putting yourself out there. I think a lot of it has to do with just basic wording, being careful about how you say it. There's absolutely nothing wrong with replacing all of your crusts and bread with cauliflower stuff. That's fine. But it's something as simple as saying, I like to cut down on my carbs by using cauliflower, blah, 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 whatever. Enter your example. But that may not be what works for everybody. You know, just something like that. Just tips here and there are understandable. But yeah, mm-hmm. just absolutely have to be careful about how you word it. And again, knowledge is so much power. So to be able to brush up on all that nutrition information, be able to back up what you say with evidence, you mm-hmm. know, I think that's a huge thing. Now, what about emphasizing sustainable practices? Because again, when we see influencers or we see people leading by example, just some somebody inspirational on social media, we watch what they do. We see their habits, their tracking habits, their activity, their water, everything. We see all of these habits. But we also see, and I love bringing up this example, things like the military diet or these mm-hmm. crazy intense workouts where you're like, I don't know, working out for two hours every single day to, I don't know. I don't even know because mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't get on board with it. My point is, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My point is we see crazy, crazy things on the internet and people are watching. People are becoming more aware that habits are how we create this lifestyle, how we sustain this lifestyle. And if you are advocating for something that is so not sustainable, that is going to crush a lot of people's hearts as they try it and they work so hard for it and they realize there's no way I can do this every day for the rest of my life. This is why if you are putting yourself out there and you are wanting to become a leader or maybe not wanting to become a leader, but you're putting yourself out there anyway, it's so important to make sure that you are advocating for, I don't know, I don't wanna say the right or the healthiest, but the most sustainable wellness mm-hmm. practices that can be integrated into everyday life. I think you need to highlight the importance of balance, you know, moderation, self-care. I think you and I, if I'm gonna pick out one thing that you and I do best is that we advocate for balance. Mm -hmm. And I think that is so very important. You need to make sure it's a realistic approach that resonates more effectively with everybody and something that's going to encourage them to commit to something
1: lifelong or Mm long-term. There are three things that come to mind that I know were trending all over social media when it came to weight loss and wellness that were not sustainable for everyone. Number one, 75 hard. Oh, that I never that. could get onto that. I I lasted like 10 days. And this is the thing. It's not that it's super hard, but it wasn't realistic for someone who works a lot. Right. It's not realistic if you have other things that you're doing. Who really has time for two 45-minute yes. workouts a day, one one indoors and one outdoors? Rain, snow, shine. Also, you know, sticking to all of these rigid rules. And so that's why I really enjoyed when people started coming out with like 75 medium or 75 soft, because it was just like, do what you need to do for your wellness journey. And I saw so many people that started the 75 hard. And the part that really got me is like, if you missed one thing in the day, you had to start all the way over for your 75 days. So like, if you made it to day 74, and you forgot to read your 10 pages of your book or get 145 minute workouts in, you went back down to day one. Now, wow. for me, as someone who likes to see consistency, that is like getting to the final level in Mario and then them bouncing me all the way back to the to the beginning. Like, I'm going to be right. so upset. And so it's just not realistic when it comes to your goals. So that is one where right. I'm like, thank goodness people started modifying that to something that was more realistic. Second one, Whole30. Mm -hmm. Tried it. It's great. I know people did the elimination diet portion of it, but this is the thing. You did it for 30 days and most people started integrating all of those foods back into their diet. So what was the point of doing it for the 30 days? Now, if it works for you, it works for you. But I just didn't really understand how that was supposed to be sustainable for the rest of your life. Didn't get it. And the last one is 12, 330, where you're going to the I've not heard that one. <laughs> you're going to the gym, you're on the treadmill, you have your incline at 12. You um, walk at a speed of three or you run, but most people walk at that speed and you do it for 30 minutes. It was okay. made popular by like a pretty fit influencer <laughs> and it drove me insane because I went to the gym and I tried it and you would think, okay, 12 incline, three speed, 30 minutes. Nothing. Yeah, no. For someone who was a little bit heavier, I almost died, and <laughs> so I really and it wasn't sustainable. And so I enjoyed seeing people who were in different stages of their wellness journey modifying this. They would do like a ten incline. They would start at a two speed and work their way up to like a two point five, and they would mm-hmm. start doing it for fifteen minutes. And the next week they do twenty, and the next week they do twenty five, then thirty. That is what I what we mean by sustainable and working your way up to something. Just because someone else is doing 75 hard, full 30, 12, 330, does not mean that it is sustainable for everyone. And that is why going back to that learning and knowledge is important.
0: Yes. And you you kind of hit a key point there that I wanted to bring up real quick before we wrap up is... When you are looking at these other people doing these things, whether it's the 75 hard or they're running every day on the treadmill, treadmill, whatever it is, I think it's so important when you are looking for other people as examples, you are looking for other encouragement from other people to find people around the same stage in their journey as you are. Mm -hmm. It's totally fine to follow whoever you want to follow as long as it does you good and not harm. But I think when you if you're following all these people who have lost all their weight and they've been at goal for so-and-so amount of time, whatever, sometimes that can feel a little bit unrealistic because you feel like you're never going to get there. I think if you can find other people that are in the same stages, maybe they're a few months in and you're a year in, but the same is, they're still working just like you are. Okay. I think that's so important to find those inspiration because it's real it makes it feel so much more real to you. And you know that, okay, they're working on it, I'm working on it, we can all do this. I Just just a little tidbit there, that's something that I strive to do in my Instagram. I made sure to find others who were also continuously working on their goal, who hadn't met their goal weight yet. Mm-hmm.
1: Or even if, if you have a hundred pounds to lose, and you're following someone that has 20 to 25 pounds to lose, your approach is going to be so different. Yes. That is such different. a vast difference in weight loss. And and it can start to get discouraging when you start following them. And then in two months, they've reached their goal weight. And you, you're you just still in the beginning stages. And notice I didn't say only have 20 pounds to lose because 20 right. pounds is 20 pounds, five is five. But your approach is different, and the way that you are going to feel when they hit their goal and you are still striving toward yours is different. So that's mm-hmm. why I agree with you. It's very important to find people who are in similar stages of their journey as you. And then also, you know, it's really, it's really good to note that the people that you follow on social media that inspire you in general is going to change over time. Um, there are a lot of people that I followed in the beginning of my journey, and now I either have their their pages like muted, or I don't yeah. follow them, but I go and check up on them every once in a while, just because maybe they've taken a detour and they're in their, in their mm-hmm. type of. And I love to continue to follow people who are just remaining consistent. When you right. reach your goal weight um, or your goal range, you should still be consistent. And I've seen a lot of people that they reach their goal weight or goal range. And then they just like start going crazy with eating and drinking anything and everything. And I'm just like, yeah. I think we missed the point of the healthy habit. So <laughs> the, the people that inspired you in the beginning and that made a difference in your journey in the beginning may not still be the people that you mm-hmm. are following. And that, and that's totally
0: okay. That's totally okay for your inspiration to change and and it's okay you're going to have to realize that if you are being an inspiration to others that you may only be their inspiration for a small amount of time or a long amount of time but the point is it's for a like set amount of time and then they're done you know that's just how the world of social media works it's probably a little different when it comes to your personal life with your friends and family of course but um things change inspirations change goals change all of that stuff changes um and and that's okay. You know, there's that that kind of rolls back to the, you know, only worry about what is in your control, not out of your control. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you know, that's all there is to it. Just to wrap up guys, just remember in your wellness journey, recognize that the leadership role that you could potentially assume can have a major effect on people. Um people are always watching, like I said, always listening and your choices and your encouragement and your shared experiences have the power to inspire, and they have the power to positively or negatively affect people's lives. It's it's up to you if you are putting yourself out there to make sure that it is a positive impact. Um, you can create. I think you mentioned too earlier, Monica. It can create this ripple effect, and you want that ripple effect to be a positive one of positive well being within your community. With that, everyone, I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode. I look forward to next week's episode as well, and we'll see you next time. Bye, y'all.